0: Welcome to the C3 Calgary Podcast. We are so grateful you have come to join us. We would love to invite you to one of our in-person services. To find out times, locations, and more about our church, visit our website at myc3church.ca or find us on Instagram. Enjoy the message.
1: Thank you. I just want to say something very personal, see if I can embarrass the drummer. I should be able to, eh? You, what, what do you guys think about Peyton back here making a little bit of noise? You know, I, I just felt the real, uh, I was watching you and I seen the pleasure that you had in drumming and I felt the pleasure of the Lord for you and uh, yeah, I know you're doing it publicly here, but I think you do it privately. And I just want you to know the Lord is really, really, really pleased with you. Attaboy. Peyton. I love it. Peyton. <laughs> oh, yes. Well, good morning. Happy Thanksgiving to you all. Look at you. Look at you. He's just never, he's never quite sure who's going to show up during worship. But there you are. Lots of, lots of people... Um, have uh, asked me, they came up and asked me, uh, what do do you do when when you meet a a grizzly when you're hunting? And uh, I said, well, you you take somebody who can't run quite as fast as you with you. That's what you do. Jack thought I wasn't being very Christian when I didn't wait for him, but I wasn't waiting for him. Apparently, yeah, like there's there's been a little bit of a hassle with those animals. You know what? I think that, I've always thought to myself, because if I played through that scenario, I would, I would pray and I'd you know, command it to stop in the name of Jesus or something. It didn't happen. I just, I just ran. He had bear spray, he just ran. I had a really high-powered rifle and I ran. So don't ask us what to do because we don't know. He maybe knows, I don't know what to do. Um, you know, um, a lot of things that... Um, have, things happen through the week, lots of stuff happens and um, I was just thinking this week how important it is when we um, we 're told that we can store our treasures in heaven i 'm not sure what that all means but but one of the things it does because our treasure is often in our finances, and there 's going to be a moment when we can no longer store treasure in heaven the, the, in the moment the moment that we 're no longer on earth we can't we'll be, we'll be Absent from the body, we are present with the Lord. Yesterday, it was such a beautiful service with Doug, and, and Tim did an excellent job of leading that. Uh, and Doug's mom um, had passed away uh, just before, just, just while they did their wedding at her place, which was such a gift to her. And uh, then we had the wedding after, and then we had the funeral on yesterday. And uh, just so beautiful to hear the story about the role that our church played in her life and then doug's finding faith and then her kind of was a closet christian if that there's such a thing uh right i didn't know you prayed for me mom yeah all the time really like and we and then she then she came and they talk about drive home talk about the sermons it just what it, it was very touching and to be able to have a place that we can gather and declare the great news of the gospel and then people can grow like it's a it's a beautiful thing and um we, we hear, like one of the things we believe in is generosity and giving. And we think that the place to start is by giving 10% of your income. It's called tithing. Uh, but we don't tithe because 10% is his. We tithe because 100% is his. And it proves that he's still alive. And it's a moment where we can take our treasure and store it in heaven somehow. I'm not quite sure how that works. But I do know when we're no longer here, you can no longer store treasure in heaven. And so... So I've been talking quite a bit about seeds and sowing, and uh, we've uh, almost overworked Second Corinthians chapter nine, almost, um, but it's referring to finances and about giving. And a lot said in scripture about giving, and it's an awkward topic, but I told you, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna preach the Bible here, uh, whether it's comfortable for you, and especially if it's not comfortable for culture. I'm happy to declare the truth of the scriptures uh, unashamedly with the anointing of the Holy Spirit as best I can muster that and release it. And uh, and one of those things is finance. And, and um, um, I, I hope that you feel that you have that opportunity without any pressure uh, from me. I want the Holy Spirit to be that pressure for you. And uh, so I pray that he would pressure you up so that we can meet our needs here. And uh, other than that, Uh, It's just great that we can have a place where we can have times of celebration of life, like we did yesterday, and uh, see people's lives changed. And I love that. So thank you for all of your uh, parts in that. Um, I was shocked Saturday morning to find that the um, to hear that war broke out in Israel. And we're directed in Psalm 122. that We'd pray for the peace of Israel. I don't know what you think about that. I, I often it's not often at the top of my prayer list. But uh, I think it's really important today that we take a moment and pray for Israel. I've invited Ralph and Sharon, or um, uh, Marilyn, Ralph and Marilyn, the, the Rose of Sharon. Um, no, I just asked that they would come and pray. Just grab a microphone, if you don't mind, when you come up. And that we would together pray for Israel. Um, it's just, it's just uh, we don't know all that's going on. We get little bits of information and uh, last night they were with a, a missionary from Israel and have some information from uh, the back home. So I would hope I'm back home. So I, I just asked that they would share and then we'll pray together for Israel, well if that's okay. Thanks. Yeah. Should be on. So yes, we had
2: some friends over. I
1: guess not. Oh, oh yeah, it was on and I think you turned it off. Marilyn. No, it. Oh, you didn't notice. Marilyn, let's, let's blame it on My somebody. My voice
2: is loud enough. Okay. <laughs> there you go. And they just absolutely just came home from um, on furlough last week from Israel. They've been missionaries in Israel for a year now. And um, we had them over for dinner last night. And uh, she sent me this text that came from somebody that lives in Beersheba that she knows. Um, so I'm going to read the information so that you're a little bit more well um, informed as to what they would like prayer for because there's also prayer points at the end so this came yesterday morning at approximately 6:30 a.m israeli time on a quiet shabbat morning we were awakened by the repeated wailing of air raid sirens for the past four hours the islamist terror group hamas has been firing rockets across southern israel beersheba Arad, Demona, Cedera, Ashkelon, Ashdod, and also at the greater Tel Aviv area and at the outlying suburbs of Jerusalem. Though the Iron Dome anti-rocket defenses have managed (coughs) to stop most of the rockets, some landed. A 60-year-old woman was murdered by a direct hit. Some are moderately wounded. Simultaneously, at least 10 white pickup trucks driven by Hamas suicide squad jihadis crossed into Israel, as well as some on ultralight single-place powered parachutists and attacked approximately 21 sites, including the kibbutzes and the moshavim, which are the farms, small towns, also including police stations. They have been slaughtering civilians, including mothers and children, breaking into houses, and indiscriminately killing the inhabitants. We have friends who have terrorists in their house, as I write. At least five IDF soldiers, so uh, IDF uh, stands for Israeli Defense Force, have been kidnapped and spirited away to Gaza. And remember that um, the Israeli army has many, many women, and um, the pictures that my friend sent of those that were possibly kidnapped were all women. Dear Jesus. Young women. Uh, A Hummer armored vehicle, most likely belonging to them, has been paraded in the streets of Gaza. Shades of 2 Samuel 1 verse 20. Tell it not in Gaff, proclaim it not in the streets of Ashkelon or the daughters of the Philistines will rejoice, the daughters of the uncircumcised will celebrate. There are sketchy details of at least 35 others kidnapped, scores of IDF soldiers have been murdered, over 80 casualties have been brought to Beersheba's Soroka Hospital, and other figures, quote, 150 wounded. The situation on the ground is quite fluid. At the moment of this writing, there are still many active sites of military confrontation between terrorist gangs and Israeli citizens. The IDF, 21 sites, was the figure Israel's Israeli chief of police mentioned 30 minutes ago. Islamic Jihad has joined in the hostilities against Israel in the last hour. The Hamas military commander Mohammed Deif issued a false flag declaration that these attacks are being done by Muslims outraged at Israel's defiling of the Temple Mount. This false charge has been repeated many times since 1929, Hmm. and has always led to Islamic attacks on Jewish civilians. The probable spark for the conflict has little to do with the Temple Mount and everything to do with Iran. So this is just his take Uh, Hamas and Islamic Jihad are Iranian client proxies. Iran is catalyzing terror attacks against Israeli civilians to threaten Israel, Saudi Arabia, and the USA about the warming of military ties between the Saudis and Israel. This is a warning shot across the bow. Israel has issued a broad call-up of reserves and has called this campaign operations Iron Swords. The broad nature of this surprise attack, the civilian and military casualties, and kidnappings from Israeli citizens and kibbutz, these will of necessity require a very strong Israeli response. There have been deaths so far today, and there will undoubtedly be more. So then, please pray as the psalmist did, Arise, Yahweh, confront him, make him bow down. Save my soul from the wicked with your sword. So these are the four things he's asked us to pray. For the defeat and destruction of Islamist terrorist invaders. And remember, our warfare is not against flesh and blood. It is not against the people. The warfare is against the demonic that's pushing We pray for the physical rescue of Israelis under siege, those who are kidnapped, and those who are wounded. We pray for divine wisdom and decisive strategy to be given to Israel's leaders in every area. And we pray for the rising up of Ezekiel's prophetic Jewish army throughout the earth. And there's just one little scripture at the end of Ezekiel that Uh, 39 That I felt to um, pray to. The Lord says, I will show myself holy through them in the sight of many nations. Then they will know that I am the Lord their God. For though I sent them into exile among the nations, I will gather them to their own land, not leaving any behind. I will no longer hide my face from them. For I will pour out my spirit on the house of Israel, declares the sovereign Lord. So, Father, pray. even now, we just pray right now Father, for the nation Father, of Israel. Father, Father, we Father, thank you, Father God, that these are your Father, people. Father, we, we just pray right now, especially that your Holy Spirit in Joel chapter 2 would just not only be for Israel, but for, would also be for the entire planet because your word says that you will pour out your spirit on all all flesh. flesh And so we thank you that your spirit is being poured out even now upon Israel as they stand there in fright, Father. And the only one that can bring peace is the Prince of Peace. And so we just ask right now for the Prince of Peace, the Lord Jesus Christ to come and to bring peace to that nation, Father, in a way that these people have never experienced before. And Father, I pray right now too for those who have been kidnapped we ask right now for your safety and your protection would you even now release your angelic forces right now to go against and create a wall of fire in the houses where these young women are kept and that they will be kept from all kinds of evil and harm in Jesus mighty name and I pray that even now they would call out and cry out to the oh only God. Lord Jesus oh Christ God. that can actually oh save them yes. in Jesus' mighty yes. name. Yes. We also pray right yes. now for the Palestinians who Jesus. are holding them, Father, Jesus. that your spirit, who Touch also is no respecter God of persons, will also fall oh down on the Palestinians. Yes. And so Minister right now, Father, we just pray Jesus. that your spirit, would, Jesus. you would make yourself known so yes. strong yes. and so big yes. that they would have um, no yes. choice but to yes. surrender those that they yes, have kidnapped. Yes. In Jesus' mighty In name, name Lord, we pray. We pray. Amen.
1: Amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that very much. If you, you guys can, did you want to? I was going to pray a little Okay, go bit. ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. You're here.
0: Yeah. It seems that there's a, a great spiritual turbulence. In the heavenlies over the whole world right now. I don't know what God's up to, but it's obvious that um, our defeated foe is uh, still going around like a roaring lion seeking who he can devour. So our only place of peace, our only place of rest is to be found in Christ. Lord, we just pray that we might be found hidden in you, Lord, that you are uh, are, our... Refuge, refuge and, and sure. our strength, Lord. We know that uh, even though <coughs> um, this world is filled with devils, it seems, Lord, that you are our hiding place, Lord, and that our only refuge is to be found in you, and in you, the new creation realities come coming to effect, Lord. You have broken down the dividing walls of hostility, Lord. You've broken down generational yes, hatred and hostility, Lord. And we pray for uh, your Holy Spirit to release mighty, a mighty, mighty, mighty wave against Lord. what's happening in Jerusalem right now, in oh, Israel right oh, Lord. now, Lord. We pray for the peace of Jerusalem, Lord. We pray, Lord, that Israel will come into peace, Lord. We pray that your Spirit yes, will yes, yes, yes. move on the hearts of the people yes. and create an openness, to the gospel, yes. that's what they need, Lord. They need the yes. gospel of Jesus Christ. Yes. In Jesus' name we Thank pray, you, amen.
1: amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Excellent. Ralph and Maryland, standing on behalf of Israel Together. Thank you, everybody, for standing with us. Never quite sure what to do in moments like this, um, but we need to be aware that we're part of a much larger body and a much bigger picture. Um, some of you would have uh, heard of the earthquake uh, earlier this morning with uh, over 2,000 killed um, in Afghanistan and things that are happening. We, we, get, we can get the information quickly, uh, but what's, what, what do we do with it, <laughs> right? What do we do with that? Well, well here's what I don't want us to do. I don't want us to let fear get a grip on us because it feels like, and it, it feels like that's one of, the, one of the strongholds in the world is fear, and uh, as I was trying to prepare a word that would be helpful, um, it did occur to me that, f- that fear cannot be thankful. And uh, so it's a good, good, probably, antidote that gratitude and thanksgiving can break holds of fear in our life. So I want to try to minister that word to us a little bit. On, on uh, I'm so thankful that um, the Lord has allowed us to um, be part of what's going on in these days, which I think are the last, some of the last of the last days. And um, I shared that last week about how, how important scripture is and reading scripture and uh, not just reading it, but studying it, showing ourselves approved, rightly dividing the word of truth, which means it can be wrongly divided. And I gave us a few keys last week, I'll give you a few more this week, just about um, how critical it is that we become students of the word. And... Um, and so on Thursday, it had been 28 years since we had our first service here in, in Calgary. And I'm just grateful for the life that he's allowed us to live as ministers. I don't quite, it, the life of a pastor is a mysterious thing, like, um, and, and uh, uh, it's as, as mysterious to me as anybody, but we're just um, just grateful to be part of what the Lord's doing these days. All right, to, take your Bibles and turn to Philippians chapter 4. This is a pretty obvious passage that we need to read uh, I try to try to memorize this in different um, uh, translations, and I'm going to read from the English Standard Version, the ESV, today. I want to talk about uh, timelessness and the power of gratitude today. Another way of rightly dividing the word of truth is understanding that that God's word is eternal. It's timeless, <clears throat> and it's um, and so so part of uh, us applying the word to our life is, um, we're told in uh, Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 and 7, don't, don't be anxious about anything. Now, that that's, that sounds easier than it is to do. <laughs> don't be anxious about anything. Uh, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. I just love that. We all need our hearts and minds guarded. We all do. (laughs) And one of the ways that we do this, like I love, it's just such a brilliant thing that that we can, um, 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 but but don't be anxious, but in everything, by prayer and supplication. Supplication, the best definition I know of for supplication is a humble petition. Um, And it says that our supplication or our petition should be with thanksgiving. I don't know how much, how, how how you factored gratitude into your prayer times. But it's so important. And and this, making supplications with thanksgiving. And I have a hunch, this is the same as last week, I was talking about how the Lord likes a cheerful giver because he's giving us the instruction on uh, farming, on planting. And a cheerful giver is one who knows a harvest is coming. Uh, petition's with thanksgiving know that an answer is already on the way. So so this is the timelessness and and uh oh I hope I can m- make this practical and helpful um for you today. I want I want to also read from Colossians chapter 2 and verse 7 it says let your roots go down into him. That's weird, but it's interesting. And drop nourishment from him, so you can grow in faith, strong, vigorous in the truth that you were taught, and let your lives overflow with gratitude. Did you know that your life is overflowing with something? And sometimes it's not gratitude. Kind of what you're full of runs over. So, what might you be full of? Well, what if we were, What if we just like? Every morning you wake up and the first thing is you're thankful. What if, what if your life was overflowing with gratitude? And the first thing you did rather than grumble was to be thankful. This, this is a powerful antidote in our life. For, for, and I think that one of the keys of a great life. If, I've thought to myself, what, what would be the things... The, the competencies that I would love my kids more than anything to have learned. One of them is gratitude. Yeah. Because get, gratitude will keep your heart clean. The other one is forgiveness. That'll keep your relationships clean. And both of them guard your hearts and minds. They're just the skill and the, and the daily uh, uh, choice to forgive. Because unforgiveness will keep you bound. And forgiveness will, flow, will help you flow. But it's the same with gratitude. So let your, let your lives overflow with gratitude. And then my, one, of my, one of my favorite chapters in the New Testament is Colossians chapter 3. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. That's a, that's a huge thing. In, in, in everything... And whatever you do, in word or deed, that's do everything. Well, that's everything, word or deed. What else is there? I guess thinking. In the name of the Lord, Jesus giving thanks to God, the Father, uh, through him. Some of the best seed, some of the best seed we can sow in our life is gratitude. It, 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 every day, if you made a decision, I'm going to be, I'm, 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 18 says, this is the will of the Lord, in everything give Thanks. This is the will of the Lord for you, and everything give thanks—not for everything, but in everything. Because gratitude will will change your perspective on your situation. This little boy that that our our young prophet shared with us this morning during offering, um, this little boy—the gra- first thing he did, rather than look at the circumstance of lack, he gave thanks. What? And thanks is gratitude is a form of wealth, because you can. And Paul was able to said, "I've learned in whatever state there with." Uh, be content. So, I know it works, and I know I've found uh, that for me, um, the, the other side of that, I, this is on Friday morning for me, I don't know what was happening, but I got locked into this self-pity loop. Now, none of you have ever, that's never happened, any of you, ever. <clears throat> and, and what the self-pity loop does, not only does it get you sitting on the, the, the pity party, but it, 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 it stirs up all kinds of other negative emotions for you. One of the first ones that comes storming in is, is uh, comparison or competition or jealousy. Or it just never ends. And, and uh, so I thought, Lord, this is, how do I break the cycle? And um, because I needed, a, I needed to shift it. And then I went and had breakfast and I realized that hangry is a real emotion that you can be. You know, I was just hungry. But, but, but I'll tell you for the last couple of days while I was, you know, I'm watching little bits of the news, the world news. I've never been more thankful to be in Canada. Never been more thankful. Uh, live in Calgary. And, um, and I feel like, you know, it's so easy for us to find things to grumble about. But it's a discipline. I don't know if you as parents have ever noticed that your kids don't figure out gratitude quickly. Please and thanks. Learn your manners. It's not a natural thing. It's a discipline. The discipline of gratitude. Um, One of the trauma techniques that a trauma counselor was telling us is when you've, once you've had been through trauma, your trauma brain, uh, you have to retrain your brain. And one of the skills that they teach you to do is ground yourself. And uh, I found that very helpful in lots of, lots of environments. And what they, but it basically, what they basically want you to do is okay. Look around you, ground yourself. What's around you? Are you in danger? No, you're not in danger. Are you? Uh, you know, are you, is something going to happen pretty quickly? Is something? Gonna, no. So what you do is you take the reality of your pr- current situation and ground yourself in the ra- reality that you're okay. Your brain's telling you you're in danger. But your body, you have to retrain your body. He so, no, no, I'm okay. And what happened for us after the fire was we had to, I had to retrain myself. Well, Kelly did too. But we would, retrain our, we would retrain our mind. And what it did for me, the instant thing that I learned to do was become thankful. And gratitude probably as much as anything would be something that could retrain our brains. And help us with forms of trauma. Because we've got lots of things that we can be thankful for. My grandma had a, had a praise day. I'd show up and she said, well, Lornie, it's Wednesday. It's praise day, so I'm not going to grumble. And I go, well, I didn't ask you to, grandma. But, <laughs> and but, but, I've, but I've thought to myself, like, why just one day? Because Wednesday was praise day. But, but you know, you, when you realize that praise is a key to open up prison doors we'll look at that in a minute about Paul and Silas, how, how praise and thanksgiving opened up prison doors. And it still can for us today. I want to just talk about the speed of seed. Um, the, uh, the interesting thing about when you've seen the children of Israel, were, they were given a promised land. Just listen to what I'm trying to say. Um, read between the lines, kind of. Um, but they were, they were given a place of promise. And you all have a place of promise. We all have promises that we are still acquiring, we haven't walked into yet. We've got inheritances and promises. But it says uh, in Hebrews chapter four that the reason that they didn't make it in was because they didn't mix the promise with faith. There's really only one condition because we're all seed packages. There's really only one condition for for seed. When you look through Mark chapter four and it says, your heart's the soil, there's really only uh, one condition for getting seed to grow and that's we need to mix it with faith. We need to mix the seed when you're giving an offering, when you're you're, uh, making a decision about, okay, what's the Lord got promised for me? You have to mix it with faith. I think that any time in those 40 years, that they could have stopped the cycle of grumbling and complaining and they could have broke out of the desert and ended up in the promised land if they just would have said, okay, today I'm going to take the Lord at his word and I'm going to add faith to it and march right in. I figure any time they could have done that. So could so can you and I. Mixing our seed with faith is simply weeding and watering so that we're going to get a, a great harvest. Um. I want to. I want to. Um, so, so, when we're given a prophetic word, you can take that word like a seed and put it in your pocket, and it won't grow. It needs to be mixed with faith, and it needs to be placed in a, in in uh, our hearts and begin to grow and blossom from our heart. All right. Now, so one of the keys seed, seeds are are keys. Uh, one of the ways that we function and get these seeds to work is from is by binding and loosing so just just um um, so matthew chapter 16 he says i'm going to give you a key and when you read in the in the amplified version it says so whatever you bind on earth has already been bound in heaven so he's so so there's things that have already taken place for you and I that simply haven't been manifested in our life because we've not used the delegated authority that the Lord has given us here on earth. So so we're told about binding and loosing. What's lawful? So what so what is in heaven? What what what's going on in heaven? Is there is there joy in heaven? Mm-hmm. Is there hope in heaven? Uh-huh. Is there peace in heaven? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> But for you to get an eye to get it manifested in our life, we have to take our own personal authority, the delegated authority that we've been given, and we need to bring it to pass in our lives. Binding and loosing, whatever you bind has already been bound in heaven. So so there's things that have already been accomplished for you and I. I'm getting to the point of timelessness. There's things that have already been promised to you and I, that when the Lord looks at us, they're already accomplished. Now just listen to me. When were you saved? Because for me, I always think it was a specific date, August the 30th, 1981. But if I am to be true to Ephesians chapter 1, that I was chosen from the foundation of the earth. How did that work? Timelessness. Because the spirit world functions outside of the confines of time. When was Christ crucified? Many would say, well, 2,000 years ago, but I'm told in scripture that was before the foundation of the earth. Before there was a world, there was a cross and there was redemption. How does that work? Outside of time. Are you with me? This is, this is this <clears throat> so in Ephesians chapter 4 where it says he led captivity captive, who was captive? You and I. Is your mind bending yet? It should be. Because it was outside of time. You and I, according to Ephesians chapter one, are without fault. No, not that. I'm, just talking, I'm just saying this is what it says. But, but we've got a problem. We've got a memory. And we think that we deserve justice. This is how the entire movie industry works. Why would you sit through three hours of Braveheart? Other than the obvious reason. Why else would you sit through? Here, here's here's why. Because you and I have been hardwired for justice. And just come, come with me on a little journey. Because... The movie industry knows that if they can get you pulled into the first seven minutes where there's an injustice, you're going to have to watch it all the way through because in your being, you need to get closure for the injustice. It's how cop movies work. It's how you, you'll, a movie starts out. You can, I can hardly watch Liam Neeson in that movie, um, Taken. Well, a little girl got taken. Uh, this isn't right. I'm not leaving until we... Get, you ever get to the end of a movie and they don't re- resolve the issue? You go, oh, that was pathetic. I want my money back. No, but just listen to me because this, has to, this resonates in the heart of every human. <clears throat> the cross, you know, if, if we, once we get a revelation of the cross... We can now function because the cross was a place of justice, and we need resolve. We need we so, but but get this: is that Jesus did not die for your sin; he died as your sin. This is the revelation of the cross. If you don't know that you're loved, you will act out and try to get people to love you. If if you and then if you do something wrong you think you deserve justice this is what happens in the in criminals lives when they break the law they'll leave little trails because they know that this has to get resolved because justice needs it it needs a to find, and you and I understand that we have to have a revelation of the cross, that in the cross, in the cross, this took place before the foundation of the earth for you and I, for every failure, every fault, every mess up, Jesus doesn't only forgive your sin, he rewrites our life. This, this, this is like the mind-blowing news of the gospel. If that doesn't make you thankful, nothing will. He died on the cross so he could release mercy. And now, like David says, now goodness and mercy can follow you all the days of your life. Because not only were you, because we were in Christ when he bore all of our sin, past, present, and future, before we were even a twinkle in our parents' eyes. He, this is like one of the best stories ever. The Bible calls it good news. This is, we, this is putting on our time travel glasses. Because if not, oh, if I could only get this. Because if not, we'll try to mete out just, justice for ourselves. This is where levels of self-hatred come. This is where suicide attempts happen. This is why... Uh, Self harm happens because your body knows that you need some justice. Here's the great news: you don't have to work that out yourself. It's been worked out in Jesus, in His body. <laughs> Such great news. My, but, but, Lord, okay. So here's, but, Lord, this, you know, you don't understand this failure. What failure? I forgot the failure <clears throat> because your life is already in His. <clears throat> your life is already over in his eyes. Your life is already complete in his eyes. He's already taking everything that you see as a failure, and he said, no, no, this is a testimony of my grace. Everything. he, he He doesn't just... He doesn't just forgive you. I mean, I mean that's huge. But he, take, he goes back to the place where we made the mistake and we said, could this ever be worse? Could this ever be, man, could, it, could anything good ever happen from this? He said, what are you talking about? I rewrote your story after that. Would you like to hear what I wrote? When you read the story about, uh, I don't know if you've ever thought about this, but it's always bothered me why it says in Hebrew, Hebrews chapter 11, that Sarah, how did it go? It says Sarah didn't waver at the promise. That's not true. She completely wavered at the promise. But in, in God, see, but in God's eyes, He goes, yeah, and she. How can I ever have a child? No, no, you're gonna have a child. She laughed, named it Isaac as sarcasm. She, it's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna have a baby. Yeah, you're totally going to have it. By this time next year, you're going to have a baby. And she said she didn't waver at the promise. She totally wavered at the promise. When you look back at the times when you failed in your life and you said, oh my gosh, how could God ever forgive me for that? Or oh my goodness, can anything ever happen from that? He'll go, I'm not sure what you're talking about, but I already see you complete in Christ. You're completely whole. You're without fault before me. You're without any blame before me. All I want you to do is be thankful. It's such great news. It, it's like too good to be true. It's mind-blowing good. Okay. Jesus was slain before the foundation, before the world was even created. I, have, I don't have the brain power to figure that out. But the Bible says it's so. There's nothing you can do that can mess up the plan but unless you deny the plan and try to work out your own justice. But if you'll accept what he's done, all you gotta be is thankful. And it's like a whoop de doo da day. (laughs) The cross satisfied the justice so he could, now, so we could receive mercy. When I get that revelation in my heart, not that he died for my sin, but he died as my sin, Jesus rewrites our history. You wanna know what I've been wondering? Ah uh, last week the neighbors that burned down our house moved into their new house. It's beautiful. No, it's beautiful. So nice. Now, I'm wondering how am I going to act when I meet my neighbors? Who burnt down my house, and they're in a nice new house. Because you see, the Lord wants me to measure, now, uh, measure m- mercy to people, but there's something within this fallen soul that wants justice. Have you guys ever had a situation that you're all you're all tw- you're all twinging and cringing? Well, I've wondered, what am I going to do if I if I meet them? Because now they've got a brand new house. And we're living in one we're trying to be thankful in. That's not our own house. We just like our own yard. I drove over yesterday because we're going to Banff this afternoon. We've we The last 25 years for Thanksgiving, we, go, we have a timeshare in Banff and we go and have the week together. It's beautiful. I went to get some wood because I got wood in my, bunch of birch wood in uh, my garage. And uh, I, I don't walk out to the garage to get it. I have to go back to the garage that wasn't burnt and look at the foundation that's completely burnt. And look at the neighbor's house. It's beautiful. I wonder, what am I going to do when he shows up? How how am I going to, what am I? And I'd sort of forgotten his name. And then all of a sudden I remember his name. And I wonder, what am I going to do? So I drive in with the truck. And there he is sitting in his backyard on his new deck having a smoke and a beer. And um, so I go into the garage and I'm making a little extra noise because I'm hoping he can hear me and walk over because I don't have the guts to go over there. <clears throat> but I knew a time was coming. I'm going to have to meet him. What am I going to do? Because it just seems unfair. So I'm, this isn't a movie. <clears throat> it may not get resolved like <clears throat> just after the credits. Just before the credits, right? But, <clears throat> so here's what I did. Um, I made a bunch of noise, hoped he'd come over, got the wood, got the ax. Um, and then I thought, thought to myself. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 you're, you're different than me. You can laugh at this. <clears throat> this was me yesterday. So, uh, I'm walking with the ax back to the truck. And I'm just, honestly, I'm just saying, Lord, what do I do? Because I need to see them. I need to talk to them. Uh, it's a moments like that that you'd rather not have that little wristband that says, what would Jesus do? So I didn't. I, <laughs> I was fine. I was safely. But I was just thinking to myself, what am I going to do? So, so here's what I did. I'm just going to tell you the truth now what I did. I drove away. And I got about three blocks away. And for the life of me, this was like a, it, was, it wasn't, it wasn't, Behold, I stand at the door knocking. knock. You know that one? <clears throat> it was just like a little ping. Just a, mm, what are you running from? I go, yeah, what am I running from? And then, you know, you start quoting scripture and stuff and try to justify. Yeah, you know, I mean, it doesn't matter. There'll be another time. And then they're, oh, you coward, turn around. So I turned around. And I went back. And I get back there. And... Um, there was just his cigarette butts in the beer. So he was gone. I go, Phew, I'm resolved. I can drive away. Then I heard him raking out front. I heard him raking the grass. Okay, I said, Lord, what do I do? And he said, well, do you want the word of the Lord or the word of the Lord? Because you know we're an agent of mercy. What would you like to hear from your neighbor if that was you in your house? What would you like to hear? Like, is not that bug you, hey? Like, Nah. <clears throat> oh Lord, I buried your word in my heart that I might not sin against Thee. Right. So I walked towards him with my hand out, and I said, "Welcome to the neighborhood. I'm glad you're here." Because <clears throat> as I was driving away, the first time, the cowardly move, and driving away, uh, for the last about six months, I have had three, three sixteen showing up on my clock, on my, on my right. And so as I'm driving away, it's 3, as I was leaving, it was 3.03. And I go, oh, Lord, are you serious? It's like, you're gonna do a number thing with me now? At a time like this? So I spun around, I got back to the house, it's 3.08. And I go, I wonder if I can get there and back before it turns to <clears> 3.16. And uh, anyway, I went and shook his hand, and I said, welcome to the neighborhood. And you know, and the first thing he said is, we gotta have you guys over for supper. And I said, oh, that'd be nice, I think. I don't know, okay. Like, maybe, like, I don't know. Like, it's, I don't know. We're just going to take it step by step. But I said, I want you to know you're welcome here. And what's going on with your house? I said, Ah, it's complicated. And uh, I shook hands and I said, "Um, I'm glad you're in, um, I'm glad you're back. Your house is beautiful. And I drove away. And you know, there's something in my heart that smiled after that. Uh, It wasn't Lorne, but there's something about the Holy Spirit going, Okay, there you go. now, Now move on. That's what I would like to hear. So, here's what happens when we extend. Uh, so, so each one of us have this ability because at that moment, there's no word of God that's without power. I'm talking about sowing seed, right? There's no word that's without power. Uh, was, could he have felt welcome in the community without me saying so? Absolutely, he could have talked himself into it. Sometimes we know the word, but when someone else speaks it over us, I'm not sure if Peyton knew or not that the Lord smiles over him. But there's something about when we say it Gratitude that's been unexpressed is only, it's not that helpful. It's like love. Love that's not expressed is kind of, mm, maybe it'll do you good, but listen, it's always our move. What if we had the discipline of thanksgiving and that we would, I'm just, I'm hoping you're going to understand because my time's up, but if you read Acts chapter 16, you'll find that Paul and Silas could have been upset about being locked up but instead, instead of that, they didn't let their circumstance dictate what they were going to do. Here's what we're going to do. And, and, a, and a hymn just broke up. This happens to me many times. Kelly thinks I've always got this song in my heart. No, I'm overcoming another th- song that's trying to get a foothold in my heart. It's <laughs> right, this is my story, this is my song, praising my Savior all the day long. It keeps me from grumbling. It keeps me from complaining. It keeps me come from comparing. It, all of, right? Now, m- many of us don't realize how fear has dominated our life. And I close with this thought. Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 15 says, uh, And release those who through fear of death were all of their lives, all of their lifetimes subject to bondage. Many of our lives are shaped by fear, and we don't know it. But, be, but fear can't be thankful what about, what if, okay, so, so, I know, bit unstable in the Middle East right now. Uh, but aren't you thankful you're Canadian right now? Even if you're there, you could, we've got to figure out, how do we not let fear dominate and shape our life? Gee, the price of gas. Gosh, this, this inflation stuff. All, all you, but, but, but if we can get a picture that the Lord's already figured out our entire life, and all we need to be is thankful. It'll break us from the hold of being fearful and ingratious and and complaining and whining and having a small life. I want to invite you to a much bigger life. Ecclesiastes 3 and verse 11 says that he has put eternity in our hearts. By that, I think he means more than just someday we're going to have a sweet, sweet you-know-what in the you-know-where. It means that we can have a sense of timelessness, that instead of being locked in a moment of fear, We can break out of the moment of fear and see that on the timelines of our life, the Lord broke in and he's already rewritten our history. If only we could see it and celebrate it. You are some of the most blessed people in the entire world. May the Lord give us that understanding and our eyes open. All right, I'm wrapping up. It's always our move. Um, I think that one of the things I'd like us to be conscious about in the days ahead is taking a moment and finding things to be thankful for uh, it's not just counting your blessing name the one by one and it will surprise you what the Lord has done it's more than that it's once you know you're thankful for something say it because as you release it the, the people that you're thankful for may not know it uh, we have made it a, a decision every time we are invited out for dinner or someone's house, as soon as before we get home or as soon as we get home, we thank them. And we try to say something specific. It's like a compliment when you just say, You're awesome. Not that great. If you say, You're awesome because this, 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 this and you're specific about it, that's way more powerful. What if we were those people who are constantly thankful? It would break holds of fear and, 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 uh, uh, complaining in our lives I want you to stand with me as we wrap up I, I think Kirstie is here yes we have friends from uh, uh, Australia are visiting Kirstie Wells that's basically ran the global offices right there at the back wave at us Kirstie yeah welcome to town alright I want to pray for people who have been locked into cycles of fear uh, self pity uh, that's, that's, that's too easy to deal with I want to deal with fear today and um, and you may not even know it, but that there's been, you're uncertain about the future, you're, something's locked into you, and it's, a, and, and, and it's become a pattern in your life. The prayer team's here, and I'm here to pray for you to break cycles of fear. So if that's you, we're gonna close with, uh, are we gonna close with something? Come on, my soul. Don't you get shy on me. Let's do that. Um, I'm serious when I say I'm thankful to be part of this church. I'm very serious. And it's a, a mystery that the Lord still allows me to do. It's such a, such a privilege. But if you, but, but there's a grace today to minister to fear. And uh, I don't know if it's a fear. You'll never get married, never have a baby, never, never. Oh, I don't know what it might be. But I'm just going invite, to invite the prayer team to come. Come on, my soul. Um, I'd invite you to just come forward for prayer. And we'll pray for you. Maybe you're afraid of a grizzly attack. I can pray for that. That's no problem. <laughs> um, if you don't know Jesus as your Savior, the profound thing about salvation is that it's just not uh, once done and dusted. It's like a lifetime of learning to walk out your salvation. So if you don't know Jesus as your Savior, we'd like to pray for you as well. Fathers, we're um, thinking about all the reasons we've got to worship you first one that comes to mind is salvation, this, this, this unexpressible joy to know that we're in Christ and we've been in Christ since the foundation of the earth so Father I thank you for the miracle today we've got so much to be thankful for and Father I pray for your blessing upon each one that's gathered here and may, may they be aware of moments when they can be extending mercy because mercy has been extended to us And and, and Lord, let us let go of the idea that we need to create justice because you've dealt with all the justice in the universe. You poured it out on your son, Jesus. So I thank you for the miracle of the cross. And today, as thankful people, we go on our way, but we know that you go with us. So I thank you for your presence today and your word that always brings about fruit in our life in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. If you're dealing with any form of fear, I want you just to come up. We'll sing that chorus, Come On My Soul. We want to pray with you. Anybody? Just come on up. Thanks. Mm, we won't sing it too loud so I can pray for people. You know.
0: Thanks for listening. To hear more messages like this one, subscribe to our podcast and find us on YouTube. If this message resonated with you and you would like to give to our church, go to myc3church.ca. See you next week.